Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and today I'm going to talk about kids, being a parent, deciding whether or not to become a parent as a person with autism or a person with ADHD um, because it is a big decision and I've seen a lot of people posting about this online Uh, I am part of a few different Facebook groups for autistic women and autistic people. I don't really, I had to leave some of those groups because it was just like getting to be, Facebook groups can be weird sometimes and if they're not moderated well and they can have drama and it was just like a lot, but I am still part of a few Facebook groups uh, like that and I don't really post on there. I just go lurk sometimes and see what people are talking about, like a creepy stalker, but um I've seen this question come up so many times from um, autistic women, younger women, wondering if they should have kids and saying, you know, either like that they want kids, but they're not sure if they should have kids, if they could handle having kids, um, if, you know, or other people saying like, I don't want kids and feeling like weird about that. So I thought that this was a a good topic to discuss since it's on a lot of people's minds and I don't have the answer for you. Uh, let's just get put that disclaimer out right now. I'm not recording this episode in order to say whether or not autistic people should have children. Like, obviously, I'm a parent. I love my kids. I'm glad I'm a parent, uh, but being an autistic parent is hard. And seeing as I became a parent at a very young age, if you don't know, I had my son when I was um, 17 years old and it was not planned. And um, I didn't really get an opportunity to think about having children and what that meant. I didn't know I was autistic at the time, certainly. And I didn't really know what having children would be like my brain wasn't even fully developed. Um, of course, I could have um, terminated the pregnancy or I could have given my son up for adoption, which are both valid and viable options. I'm all about giving women the choice of what, what they sh- you know, should be able to do in those situations. Um, but for me, the choice was to, to have my son and become a mom. So that was the direction I decided to go. And, uh, you know, I, I have two kids. I love my kids. Um, but like I said, it is hard and there are challenges. It's hard for neurotypical moms and dads. Um, this isn't just an episode for women. This could be for men too. You know, men have to make that decision as well. Um, for women, it is a little bit more, um, you know, for, for, for women, obviously, we have to uh, carry the child. You know, it, it's a big thing for our bodies to go through. So for women, that decision, there's a little bit more weight to it um, just due to the fact that we are putting our bodies through a lot and pregnancy pregnancy can be quite stressful and quite dangerous even in some instances. So, you know, that's a lot to think about on top of the, you know, idea of becoming a parent. But of course, men are faced with this decision too. Uh, you know, do I want kids? Do I want to be a dad? Um, 
So let me let me just break it down a little bit. And when I think back over my years of being a parent and the things that I kind of um, wish that I had known or um, that maybe I... I wish I would have been in a point in my life where I could have considered these things more. Um, Again, I will just reiterate, I love my children and I'm glad I had them and I I wouldn't now, (laughs) you know, trade that experience back. Um, But... But yeah, there there's so much to consider when you're thinking about going into parenthood at all, but I think um being autistic adds an extra layer. And I think the main things for me and everyone is different. And every autistic person is different and all of our experiences are different, of course. So, I'm just telling you guys from my angle things that I have struggled a little bit with oh, and and whatnot. And you can figure out if you relate or not. Um, but I guess for me, um, the hard parts about parenting have been really having to sort of not sort of, having to pretty much totally um, sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good way to put this. How do I put this into into words? Um, you have to put your own needs on the back burner a lot when you're a parent. So the needs of your children need to come first. I'm not saying that moms shouldn't um, have activities or hobbies or put their, you know, mental health first or anything like that. I'm just saying like on a day-to-day basis with like the smaller tasks of life, your kids usually come first, especially when they're little. Um, it's So for example, okay, let me give some examples here. So uh, this isn't sounding like I'm saying moms especially moms, moms and dads. I don't, I'm a woman. So it's like, and I've been a mom. So that's like where I'm going with this, but moms and dads. Um, so you don't get to just pick up and go and do whatever you want, wherever you want anymore. You have to consider your child. You have to consider whether that environment is appropriate or suitable for them. You have to, um, think about, you know, their, schedule there like maybe you want to go somewhere do something and it's in the middle of the day and your kid naps at that time um you know sometimes when your kids are little it's like I want to make this thing for dinner but maybe you know I shouldn't make that my you know my kid's not gonna like this I'll make this instead so there's like these little decisions throughout each and every day that like your kids needs come first like oh I I really want to take a shower right now but I can't because the baby 
is, you know, I can't just leave the baby alone. And like, there were so many times when I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait until after the baby is asleep to take a shower. You know, if I was home alone and I didn't have anybody to help me watch the baby. Um, you know, there are just like little things here and there that pop up throughout every single day where it's like you do, you lose a lot of your freedom. You lose a lot of your freedom of choice. And that was always really hard for me as an autistic person because I do like to kind of um, have control over the the everyday situations and schedules of my of my life and with a baby and with a little kid especially but even with older kids um that's not always possible you know and at some points in your child's life it's really not possible at all it's really you're really just running off of their schedules their needs their wants um and that can be really hard and also in certain ways, um, your days and your time can be very structured, especially with a little kid. Um, because like I said, like I mentioned before, they do have like specific times that they want to eat and specific times that they want to nap. And it can be very like scheduled and regimented, which could be great for an autistic person. Like there might be autistic people in the world that thrive off of parenthood for that very reason. Um, but for me, it was always very hard um, because the schedule that I sometimes had to keep or that I often had to keep when would coincide with the schedule I wanted to have. So it was like, this is the schedule that I need to have for this day for the sake of my child and both of our sanity versus this is the schedule I and routine I want to have over here, but I can't do this one over here because it's not going to fit into my day as a parent. So that part of parenting as an autistic person can be really difficult. Um, it, so it's a lot of, it is a lot of self-sacrifice. You have to be a really selfless person to be a good parent because it is so often about your kids. Um, I don't think I'm that good at being selfless. <laughs> I'm just going to be fully honest. Um, I can admit to my shortcomings and that is one of them. I really, I like having things my own way, doing things how I want them, when I want them. That is a source of comfort for me. I have been called a control freak. I have been shamed for this quality. Um, finding out I was autistic really cleared up a lot on that side of things for me where I'm like, oh, I'm not just an awful selfish person. Like me having control of these things serves a purpose for my brain uh, because I do have a a need for this, this sort of like, this particular type of structure in my life. And it's really hard to get that as a parent and still be a good parent and a present parent Um, at least for me, it was, if anyone's figured this out, (laughs) that part of it and can let me know, that would be great. But, um, I guess it's kind of irrelevant now that my kids are older and it's a lot easier, but getting through those younger years was, was pretty rough. 
Um, another big thing is, uh, sensory wise, (laughs) having kids is a lot. Uh, if you're sensitive to noise, kids are, kids are noisy inherently. They really are. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of fussing. There's a lot of babbling, cooing. It's cute. Like the crying is not really cute, but like other noises can be cute, but it's still noise. It's still a lot of ongoing noise. And then when they get old enough to talk, it's like talk, 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 questions and this and that and mommy look at this and um you know we love our kids and they're adorable and we always want to pay attention to them but sometimes it's can be very overwhelming uh you feel um touched out sometimes if you're a person that's not big on touch and cuddling and all that it can be hard um it can make you feel like a really horrible parent if you're like oh my gosh i need no one to touch me today and your kid wants to sit on your lap or hug you or they want you to carry them through the store and again these are sacrifices that we make for our kid we put our needs behind theirs and yeah if my kid wanted me to carry them around because they were feeling some type of way that day, I'll do it. Uh, Yeah, sure, I'll pick you up and carry you. You don't need to sit in the car, you know. So those types of things are hard, not only because it's hard in the moment, but then it's hard because it makes you feel guilty and it makes you feel like a bad parent, that you're probably doing things wrong. Um, Another part of parenting that's hard that I've definitely talked about before is the social aspect of being a parent um when you're a parent I feel like you're expected to have friends you're expected to have other mom friends you're expected to set up play dates for your kid you're expected to when they start school you're expected to go to the school and be like a volunteer and go on field trips and do class parties and stuff like that and I could never do stuff like that I tried there were so many times that I tried until I stopped trying because I'm pretty sure I told this story before, but there was one, the last field trip I ever went on with my daughter, um, I almost had a panic attack on the way back on the bus because I, well, I thought it was a panic attack, but I think it was like me nearing meltdown status because it was, I was just so overwhelmed by the whole experience and it was a fun field trip. I had fun, but just by the end of it, my body was like, no, (laughs) this has been too much for us. And uh, that's the last time I did that. And I think my daughter was in like first or second grade at that time. She was really young. This was a long time ago. And since then, I have not (laughs) attempted to do anything else like that. And luckily, my daughter does not care um, about those types of things. And so she never makes me like feel bad by being like, Mom, will you come on this field trip? Or will you come to my classroom? She's just like, nah, whatever. I know you don't like to do it. It's fine. Um, So I'm grateful that she is like that. Um... Which will lead me into my next point is if you're autistic uh, or you have ADHD or you have both, there is a likelihood that your child will also be neurodivergent in some way, which can make things a lot harder because as we all know, people's neurodivergence, like we're not all the same. And so your neurodivergence may clash with your kid's neurodivergence, like the things that you need or the things. So, or like the ways that you perceive the world and all, and all of that. Um, so that also adds a layer of difficulty to the parenting experience where um, you can feel 
very um overwhelmed by your <laughs> your own child so for instance like if your kid is having a meltdown I've definitely had meltdowns that were triggered by my daughter melting down and then we're both in meltdown and it's not great uh so you know you need to think about the fact that you might have a child that has a lot of sensory sensitivities and or very specific wants needs um preferences that you are going to have to figure out a way to work with that and be there for them and be supportive and that can be really really hard if the um, the thing that they're needing or wanting is kind of like in contrast to what you need or want in the moment and it can be hard to like keep yourself together to not get overwhelmed to not have a meltdown alongside them um so that's a that's another thing to consider uh yeah uh, these are, and not to mention some of the ick factors that goes along with having kids. If you're a person who doesn't like, um, snotty, dirty, drooly, poopy little babies, um, parenting is going to be hard for you. You know, you have to change diapers, you get spit up on, you get food, like there are little handprints everywhere. Like, for me, that was also a hard thing because I'm I'm a neat freak. I am a clean person. It's hard having a kid and keeping your house in order. And I can imagine that if you're a person um, who already has a hard time being organized and with cleanliness and stuff like that, um, that could also be difficult because then you have another person there a little tornado of a person making even more of a mess Um, and that can be overwhelming too um so so many things to consider and for women you know there is the pregnancy part of it I never had a problem being pregnant my pregnancies were you know I didn't get sick I didn't you know, feel too bad. Uh, I did have to be on bed rest for three months with my daughter, uh, the last three months of my pregnancy, which was horrible, just horrible, especially for me. I can't sit still to save my life. And I had to lay in bed for three months. It was just like awful. Um, but I felt fine. They were just, I was having early labor and they were like, well, you need to stay in bed. And I'm like, oh, great. So, Pregnancy for me wasn't bad, but uh, there are women who... You never know how your pregnancy is going to go. If you're a person who doesn't like doctors, doesn't like hospitals, doesn't like being poked and prodded, you know, a lot of that's going to have to go on if you're pregnant. Um, If you are a person who is freaked out about uh, your body changing, if you have a propensity for eating disorders, which a lot of us do, um, you know, it can be hard you know, with the weight gain and the body changes and you have to eat a lot more and you have to really consider, um, if what you're eating is healthy, some of us get stuck on same foods. And it's like, if you're pregnant, you really have to make sure you're getting well-rounded nutrition. You can't just live on, you know, chicken nuggets or whatever for nine months. Like you can when you're just eating for one, not saying that that's ever a healthy idea. 
Um, but you know, you really have to consider your baby that you're growing inside of your body when you're pregnant. And also, you know, some people feel quite awful when they're pregnant. Some people get very tired. Some people have morning sickness the whole way through. Some people, you know, so if you're a person who has a lot of sensitivities or a lot of, um, yeah, I guess sensitivities, like if, if, Yeah, sensitivities, I guess, is the way to say it. If if you don't like when your body feels kind of... If you're a person who really picks up on body changes, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, um, then pregnancy might be hard. Um, yeah, I think I think those are the biggest things. And for me, like, sitting here saying this, it seems almost like I'm like trying to discourage people from having babies if they're autistic. And that's really not what I'm trying to do. I feel like there are um, plenty of autistic people out there who will make wonderful parents if that's the direction that they decide to go. Um, I definitely could see how autism could work strongly in your favor um, as a parent, you know, for me personally, I feel like the things that work in my favor as a parent uh, is the fact that I am so regimented and I'm a planner, so I'm always kind of prepared, which is good. That's a good way to be. I'm good at keeping on a schedule. I'm, you know, I'm good at making sure all the tasks are done that need to be done. You know, there are certain parts of my neurodivergence that play in my favor as a parent. Um, and I did do an episode on that before, a whole episode on like the, the positive aspects of, of being on the spectrum, um, and how that can relate to parenting. Uh, because I think in certain ways, neurodivergence can make you a kick-ass parent. It can give you tools that other parents might not have, that neurotypical parents might not have. It can give you a different outlook, especially if your kids are neurodivergent too, um, I think that sharing that experience with them can really make you bond and be closer. Um, you know, there there are a lot of a lot of ways that we as neurodivergent people are amazing and can do like such great things. Um, And parenting could definitely be one of them. But I guess what I'm saying is if you're a person who is considering or on the fence or like, I don't know if I should, like these are all things to really deeply sit down and consider uh, before you make that decision. Because once you have the baby, you have the baby. Like it's, the baby is there and it's yours. And being a parent is amazing uh, in many ways. And... Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to discourage anyone from that experience, especially if you're a person who's already decided that you want to be a parent. Um, This episode might not really be for you because if you've already decided, then, um, you know, you've probably already thought about all of this stuff. Uh, But if you're a person who is like, I don't know, yeah, it's, there are definite, definite things to consider when you're thinking about having babies. Um, 
yeah. Yeah. Parenting is hard. Parenting is complex. There's a lot of layers to it. And I just think that anyone who's going into it, anyone, whether you're autistic or not, needs to be prepared. Uh, But I think as autistic people, um, we do have a lot more personal needs than the average person. Um, So the decision can carry a lot more weight for us than it can for a neurotypical person. Um, You know, also, you have to ensure, I think, that you have a supportive partner. I think that's key for anyone having a baby. But as I just listed off this whole list of things that made parenthood hard for me, um, I think... I've definitely gone through periods, one particular period of my life where I was not with a very supportive partner and it made life so much worse um, and made parenting so much more difficult for me. Um, And now that I have a supportive partner, it's like night and day, but it's, you know, parenting is still hard no matter what, but you really need to be sure that you have that steady person by your side who understands you, who is willing to support you through the difficult moments of parenting. And of course, you guys support each other. It's not just about them supporting you. But, you know, if if you're already a person who in general needs more support and you know, different ways, uh, that's going to increase tenfold when you have a child and you really need to be sure that the person who you're um, entering into that endeavor with uh, understands you and loves you and supports you and uh, is going to be there to help because doing it alone, I've done it alone too. There's been times throughout my parenting journey that I've been single and uh, it's hard. Being a single parent is hard, no matter what. Uh, Being a single autistic parent is definitely, yeah, it's a challenge. So, yeah, that's my my two cents on having babies as an autistic person. Again, um, I'm not the authority on whether or not you personally should have a baby or whether or not autistic people in general should be having babies. I think anyone who has thoroughly thought this stuff through and feels like parenthood is a good fit for them um you know go for it if you have a strong desire to be a parent and you're prepared to raise a child cool but these this is just food for thought these are things to think of from the mouth of an of an autistic parent um some of the things that i have found to be a struggle in my in my journey as a parent and one more time, just to really top it off, I freaking love my kids. My kids are the most two most important people to me in this whole entire world. I would do anything for my children. It is such a special experience and such a special relationship. Um, but I'm not one of those people who 
preaches to people who aren't having children about how they're somehow going to regret it or they're missing out on the best experience or anything like that. I feel like if you don't have a desire to have children or if you eventually, if you're on the fence but you eventually decide you don't want to have children, your life is still going to be amazing. Like your life can still be 100% as amazing and special as someone who has children. Like I think there are so many people out there who have kids that are so hell-bent on everyone around them having kids because they love their kids so much. They love this experience of being a parent so much that they're like, everyone needs to experience this. And I can appreciate that to a point. It's like, yeah, it is really special. It is really amazing in a lot of ways. But also it's really hard and it's not for everyone. And I know people who have never had children and are having amazing lives as childless people. Um, I will use my best friend as an example here who we also think suspect that she is autistic. Um, I've mentioned her before on the podcast, but ever since we became friends in sixth grade, she always said she didn't want kids. She always knew. I don't want to have kids. Um, and she hasn't ever. And we are now in our 40s. And she has a kick-ass job as an attorney. She's a very successful lawyer. She travels the world. She just got back from Egypt. Um, she has, you know, all of the freedom in the world. She, you know, she has a lot of money. <laughs> she doesn't have to spend on children. Um you know, her life is awesome as a single person with no children. My life is equally as awesome with a partnered person who has two children, you know? So there are many, many ways to live an awesome life as a neurodivergent person. Um, It just, it all boils down to what you feel is best for you and being honest with yourself, looking at your strengths and your weaknesses thinking about what it's going to be like to have kids and and just being honest about it with yourself and not bending to societal pressure, especially if you're a woman, because that is a huge problem in our society where we are pressuring women or expecting women to have children, especially by a certain age. I know so many people who are in their early to mid-20s and their families are already like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, this isn't the 1950s anymore. Like women have a long time to have babies or decide if they want babies. Like leave these women alone. Let them live their lives and decide. Like, and if they decide not, just let them have that decision. Not every woman has to birth a child. That doesn't define you as a woman. That doesn't, you know, it's perfectly okay to not want children. So Anyway, that's my soapbox. I got on there. I preached it. Um, Yeah. Kids, parenting, it's rough. It's rough. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's terrible. (laughs) It's all of the things in one. Um, And if you're not ready for that wild ride, that's totally okay. Um, Life is full of of wild experiences, right? If you don't want to add kids into the mix of that, I get it. I totally get it. And I sometimes wonder, like, if I hadn't had my son by accident at age 17. um, I mean, I had him on purpose. I got pregnant by accident. But um, 
I, I don't know, like, how I would have felt about having another child, you know, when I was 30, like, I had my daughter when I was 30, I was, like, 29 when I had her, um, would I have had another child? Would I have decided to become a parent? I don't know, um, societally, I was feeling a lot of pressure to have another baby, a lot of people were like, oh, have another baby, have another baby, um, that, that might have played a part in my decision, I don't know, I don't really remember, how I felt about having a second baby. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I don't know how it would have turned out for me if, if I grew up in a time when things were a little different, when there wasn't so much pressure. And, and if I hadn't had the opportunity to really think about it um, once my brain was fully developed. Because, you know, our frontal lobes aren't fully developed until I think we're like 25 I don't feel like you should be making any major decisions before the age of 25, to be honest, but a lot of us have to. A lot of us have to decide if, you know, or we don't have to, but society makes us feel like we have to decide if we want to get married, if we want to have kids, what we want to do for the rest of our lives when we're 18 years old. Like, hey, let's get into college. Let's pay a bunch of college tuition towards a career that we might not even want. Like, there are so many major decisions that we're expected to be able to make before that age. And it's like, dang, can't we just slow down and let people take their time? And I don't know. I guess that's my idealist wish for the world is that everything could just kind of slow down and take the pressure off. Anyway, now I'm just rambling. This happens at the end of every episode where I just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. But this is a really interesting topic to me. And... I just uh, really want people to make an informed decision about parenthood. It's a really important decision. It's probably the most important decision you'll ever make in your life because, um, like I said, once you have a kid, it's that's forever. So somebody to take care of you when you're old, that's a perk, hopefully. If you have a nice kid, that will take care of you when you're old. Anyway, okay, I'm going to let you guys go now. This has gone on for. 34 minutes and uh, I gotta get going and I'm sure you gotta get going too so anyway if you uh, want to subscribe to the Patreon that's $5 a month and it gets you all kinds of perks like two bonus episodes a month and access to our Discord server where we have a really cool community of supportive people over there just hanging out online and being friends with each other and it's great, it's a great group love it Um, So I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, follow on the Instagram. I'm also uh, doing some some partnerships now. So if you want to support those businesses that I'm doing ads for, that's great. It helps out the podcast and I don't ever... um, advertise for any products that I don't absolutely love and use myself. So rest assured, anything I'm talking about on the podcast are actual things that I, that I use and that I love. So yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say for today. I'm gonna let you guys go for reals, for reals. All right. The longest goodbyes ever. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.